What's up, guys, and welcome back to the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm with Paul Newman of Statesboro Real Estate in PMG. That's he's right. an absolute monster in the game, and within the 19 years that he's been in this local market, he's risen to the top. Paul Newman, how are you doing today? Excellent, man. Welcome. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be on your podcast. We've been. I feel like we do a podcast all the time together in our own minds. That's right. Actually, this is this is something that kind of like birthed this, right? So, you know, we we always have these really great conversations around business and, you know, just everything that has to do with um, entrepreneurship, so forth and so on. And it's just been a great ride. And uh, thank you so much for encouraging me. So, Paul, uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, so lived down there about six or seven years. So I grew up with the Dolphins and the Hurricanes. So sports are a big part of me. So I brought them. Then we moved up to Atlanta kind of in the late 80s. So picked up the Atlanta Braves. Nice. And uh, grew up on the south side of Atlanta in uh, Jonesboro and uh, Eagles Landing area. So kind of actually went to two different schools in high school. So I have, you know, a very diverse set of friends that I've kept along the way. And this has kind of been a neat um neat ride to kind of meet a bunch of different people and then uh so my my dad got a job transfer and uh or actually my mom started teaching school and so when she started teaching school I was able to go to a different school which introduced me kind of really my first steps to get a whole new perspective on just people doing different things like I was introduced to people with bigger houses and real estate and stuff that was really kind of like wow like what do these guys do and that kind of was probably my one of my first triggers to go man you know, real estate and kind of thinking about the bigger things in life and the big picture and, and really just... This is in high school. In high school. And it's just the group of friends that I was introduced to just, they just were doing different things. And it was like, wow, this is a different perspective than I had ever seen before. So that kind of got me. And I've always kind of had this business entrepreneur spirit in me. I mean, even I was on the school bus selling airheads and Pentec pencils and there wasn't a thing that I wouldn't try to buy. And I mean, I bought a box of airheads for $7 and would sell by the time I got done, that would sell the whole box for 21. So that's right. $14 worth of profit. And I just was in the zone with that. Do you remember like the first thing that you sold? If you, if you can kind of like recall, it'd probably be like blow pops or the pen. We used to play pencil pop in school. Okay. So, I mean, we, we well, would, what is pencil pop? So for those just, that uh, you, you would hold the pencil out and I mean, you, you got, you got a lick and then uh -huh. I got a lick until, okay. until the, until the pencil busted. So got the, you. The pen, and these are, these are uh, wooden pencils. Wooden pencils. Okay. And so and the you were selling these? pencils would last longer. Okay. So if you had the Pentex and you could kind of last and then, and then pop them. So you remember identifying that, hey, everybody, supply and demand, right? Like, you know, everybody's into this game. That's right. Uh, Pintech, I guess, is the premier item that you want yes. to have. Yes. And you said, hey, there's an opportunity for me to kind of yeah. like execute. Uh, so how did that go down with the parents? Were the parents like, hey, why are you getting all these Pintech pencils? Yeah, I'm not sure they, they knew at the time, but it was probably uh, just on the airhead. Y'all on the on the bus. I was selling stuff out of the bus, so the parents probably didn't get involved in the sales. We're keeping them out of the that's sales. That's right. That's time. right. What other things did you sell during that time, uh, like growing up? Yeah, so what uh, I, I bought a uh, CD burner, and um, well, I think the computers had them too, but I, at one point I had bought a CD burner, and I remember – I would buy the new one, which I guess I'm telling myself a little bit. But <laughs> That's right. That's okay. But I would buy the new CD, and I would sell them for five bucks a pop. Hey, I got the new Outcast. You know, yeah. equipment I just came out. And so I'd sell, you know, 
seven or eight copies of that, but um, hopefully Outcast don't be mad at me. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, but it was it was short lived. It was a couple year period, and it you know. But that I just always you know my dad always said it's funny. He always said um, I always knew you would make money. I just wanted it to be legal. That's right. And That's so right. Uh, maybe I started out a little bit illegal, <laughs> but um, I found my way straight and Very kept nice. it straight. Very nice. Yeah. So this is like towards uh, like throughout high school, you were kind of like hustling. There was always kind of like this cash flow. You understood kind of like the. I guess the underlying structure of business. That's right. And then you came to Georgia Southern. That's right. And that's what when you came to Statesboro, right? And then tell me about kind of like what direction were you going in? Did you kind of like have an idea at that moment in time what you were going to do? So I played high school baseball, which um, that kind of goes back to my competitive side. So I'm really super duper, super duper competitive. I mean, I like to win at anything that I play at. Um, I know. And so whether it's ping pong, basketball, whatever, but um, that kind of uh, baseball and sports kind of led me to be the competitive person that I am. But so having said that, you know, I decided to kind of go to Georgia Southern over some long thinking. It was like, you know, a lot of, what was funny, one of the stories, I was like, it, it was Georgia Southern is known to be a party school. That's right. At, at least when I was there, and it's kind of stepped up its way. It's still got a little party in it. That's and, right. Uh, a little school. but That's uh, right. Anyhow, so I, I made the decision to come down here, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like Georgia Southern was just has been so good to me in terms of education and and, and the networking side is, I mean, one of the biggest. You know, college goes all over the board with what people think about it, but the networking side of college is one of the most important things I think people. So, think. so how did that kind of like competitiveness like dis help you decide what industry did you, that you wanted to be in? So when I I was a business major. College, okay. of, College of Business, which is now the Parker College of Business. And, um, you know, I knew I had a business mind. I just didn't know what exactly it was going to be. Um, so I started going to school. I started doing a lot of intramural sports, which kept my competitive drive going. Also um, got a leasing agent job with Campus Club, which is the largest apartment complex in Georgia Southern. What made you do that? Like, why, why, why did you decide to go to Campus Club to kind of like, I guess, you know, start off your career? Was that, that, wasn't your, was that your first job? Uh, no, it was not my first job. My first job was bagging groceries. Okay. So, uh, that was uh, 15 years old, working at Kroger. Customer service, I like Customer it. This service. was this is back home in, in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I think I've only had four jobs. Let's see. Okay. I was bagging groceries. Okay. Uh, second job was um, fun putt batting cage, so I actually would hit on the job a little bit. Okay. And, uh, that was go-kart place. Okay. Uh, that was in Riverdale. Shout okay. out to Riverdale, Georgia. Very nice. And, uh, and then I worked at GNC, so that kind of was... Um, Got me wanting to be, you know, eat healthy. Was that in Statesboro? That was not in Statesboro. That was in uh, McDonough and Eagles Landing. Okay. And so that was a good job. And then um, the leasing agent job, I guess, was job number four. Okay. That campus club. And I think I, that was just kind of stumbled to uh, by chance. We were living there at the brand new place and kind of thought it'd be neat to get out in front of the company when they started hiring. And we got, we met the right person. And um, I just hit my stride as a leasing agent. So that was really neat to kind of learn the property management business, even before I knew eventually one day I would get into the property Got management Got you. So business. at that moment in time, real estate hadn't been decided as like the career move at that point. That's right. Uh, it was mainly kind of trying to understand, you know, uh, just, just make some money, right? That's what it was? That's it. I okay. mean, and it, you know, one thing that was crazy is my senior year of college, uh, they were giving out bonuses, $500 bonuses for whoever had the most leases. Of course, I, you know, me being my competitive self, I, nine times out of ten, I'd have the most leases out of all the leasing agents. 
So I was getting five hundred dollar bonuses at a time, and they were you know cash bonuses. I go out to my nice. buddies at the pool and be like, "What's up?" <laughs> so that was really cool. But um, at, at, I think my senior year of, of college, I made twenty thousand dollars as a leasing agent in college, you know, and going to school. So that sure. was that was a, a really neat thing to kind of have made that much as a, you know as being a student too. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty neat. For, for for you, you know, um, were there any aspects of the job that were challenging, like uh, as a leasing agent, or did you kind of like just yeah, paperwork? Fall into it? So like paperwork is still like not something I, I'm absolutely crazy with, but I have good help around me. Um, sure, you know, Shay's my office manager now, keeps me super duper straight. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to go out, make the connection, get them to the table, and um, that still was the probably deal. the weakness. You know, that was the weakness of not you know making sure I buttoned up the paperwork. Sure, uh, that competitive nature <clears throat> has served you well. Obviously. Yeah. Again, you are uh, a monster in this local market. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been really kind of wild to see kind of like your success. Um, What do you think kind of like, you know, got us there? So what do you, what parts of, you know, who you are made you successful within the real estate industry? You know, I think early on, I caught the, you know, marketing was in, you know, that was part of my major in school. And so I learned that at Georgia Southern and kind of just knew that marketing was always a big deal. And when I first came on, I was just a kid, you know, but I realized really early on that videos and kind of putting yourself out there was a big deal. So I would do crazy ads. I mean, James Bond ad, you know, master of real estate ad, just goofy ads. But, but it was, yo, have you seen that dumb ad that he did? (laughs) But they're talking about you. Attention, you know, that's attention. attention. And so that's always been a big deal. But, um, you know, I was doing videos, YouTube videos, when it first, you know, when YouTube just kind of got going. Because I got in real estate in 06. So sure. I was finding a way to kind of edit them and do the videos. I remember the, one of the first videos I did, I had a customer told me, hey, we watched your video 15 times. And mm. this is like in 08. Which, which video was that? It was like a house on, okay. you know, with. 50 acres and it was a super nice property, but they ended up buying it. But they had told me, Oh yeah, we watched that video over and over again to help them make that decision. Make decision. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Were you shooting these videos by yourself? Just like on yeah, the iPhone? Had the or old, no, heck no. Yeah. I think <laughs> iPhone wasn't around till what? Uh, I guess when was iPhone? Is that 10, 2009? Uh, 10? About that time. So yeah. no, this was the old Sony 3.2 megapixel nice. switch it to video. Kind okay. Of yeah. So you were going around with that, kind of like yeah, stitching the videos. With that and then putting it into some kind of video editing software. And, That's cool. You know, putting name and number on it and stuff. Very nice. Not the quality videos you produce today. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, it takes time, right? You, it it, does. It, the technology has definitely improved yes. since then. So I had a couple other, two other little side hustles that I would say in college. So okay. Wanna, but these, these are kind of triggering all my jobs. But, sure. Uh, I had, a, I had a buddy named TR, and we had a, a business called uh, P&T Trash Service. Okay. So what we do, the, the, we found the students were so lazy that they wouldn't take their trash from the apartment complex. If they were two, three, four stories up, they were too lazy to take their trash down to the dumpster. Okay. So what we would do is we would we put out flyers saying basically, we would, you know, put your trash out on whatever day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we would take your trash down to the dumpster from you. <laughs> how lazy, but people paid it. And uh, how, how much were you so, making? If, if you, if, so like, this was like a, I mean, you got, the, this thing got shut down pretty quick because the apartment complex has said that we, that we couldn't do it. So did, this was did a, the apartment complex themselves start doing it. it <laughs> could have, hey. could have. Uh, but you know, so I, I can't remember what it was, but I do remember we had, you know, 10, 12, 15 accounts, uh-huh. you know, so we started That's working awesome. on that residual, a little uh-huh. bit, you know. That's right. And so, so uh, that, that got shut down and how did they do that? Were they just, did they just come to you and say, Hey, 
you guys can't do this. Yeah, but I think they saw the flyer and, and said, is this PNT <laughs> trash service? Yes. We're going to need you to shut down. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was that. You mentioned another, another thing that you were doing during that time period. Uh, mobile car wash. Okay. So the mobile car wash, you know, that was the easy thing. To, we were using somebody else's water, and we would take their car and, and go wash it and bring it back to them cleaned up. So that was, you know, for 30 minutes worth of work, and you charge them $30. That's good money, you know, split 15 bucks a piece. Get that's you a couple right. beers at the happy hour bar and all that stuff. Always got the hustle. I, I, I like it. How have all these things eventually shaped your business? Like, you know, I, I – I, Time and time again, you're telling me stories about you know how you you identify a need in the market and right. you you make it happen. You know, uh, right now you have two different uh, companies in Statesboro. You have Statesboro Real Estate as well as PMG. That's right. What were the needs that these two companies served for this area? Well, uh, you know, real estate's always been around. There's been a bunch of different companies do it in different ways, and I, I kind of. I tried to do a lot of research before I made the decision to, uh, to leave. I, I was with Coldwell Banker for 10 years, and we can kind of get in the whole process with that. Uh, great company, uh, great person to learn from. And uh, uh, Jack Connor was the broker there, and he, he did a great job with me and showed me the ropes and, you know, spent a decade of my life there. And I just realized that I, I wanted to kind of do it on my own. And so um, left for an independent brand and decided I could kind of brand myself that I really didn't necessarily need a – a franchise brand mm -hmm. and I just thought kind of making it really local would be a really neat neat play mm -hmm. so we we did that and um but the rental company you know kind of sprung out of nowhere you know we um Stephanie Anderson and I owned the rental company together and we kind of were getting asked to kind of help out around the office because they were short-staffed and before you know it you know there was a, a lot of ideas in there that they weren't doing you know there was no um there was no website mm. you know there wasn't a website there was a couple of things in there that we just realized, hey, we could do this thing, but I don't want to give away all my ideas until I kind of have maybe a chance to be an owner in it. So Understood. got a chance to, um, I'll never forget, we were in, uh, my wife and I were on our honeymoon. And, um, you know, they were kind of asking me to do things, but not necessarily, you know, paying all the way. They're like, hey, go, you know, stay here at the beach house or just do a couple of things. It wasn't perks, little perks, but yeah. it wasn't a structure like this is what you're going to sure. get paid. And I can't remember whether it was $1,500 or $2,000, somewhere in there. And I said, I'm gonna, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go ahead and try to ask for a salary, a monthly salary when we get back. And came back and asked for it, and they gave it to me. I was like, man, that's awesome. So that was kind of my first step into going, okay, this, is, this could be actually a career in, in property management as well. And a lot of people didn't want to do it. So many people t pick up the rental calls, and they never wanted to take them. Cause, you know, Why? Well, because real estate agents, they make their money when they sell. They don't really necessarily make money when they rent. Mm. So... I just found value in that a lot of people did not want to mess with the rentals. So mm -hmm. um, Stephanie and I had worked, you know, really hard on that and got a chance to kind of buy into the company and ultimately got a chance to buy into, you know, the whole company and have 50, you know, her and I are 50-50. So, Very nice. But that was a really big jump for us and, and gave us a really uh, awesome base to get into the property management. It's just served us really well. So when we greet uh, the customers and anybody that calls, we can help them in, in multiple ways, whether we're renting to the customer and maybe they eventually buy or they, you know, investors reach out to us and say, hey, you know, sell me something and then we can rent it to them. So it's been it's been really nice. So I, I see a lot of kind of like uh, back and forth between the two companies. So I have a good understanding of what PMG does. PMG is basically the rental side of the of the business. That's right. What is Statesboro Real Estate? So Statesboro Real Estate focuses primarily on buying, selling, um, commercial, just anything real estate related in terms of transactions and 
in that nature. So, so between the two companies, it's kind of like a one-stop shop, right? You don't have to go to somebody for that's right uh, for the rental side. You can you know either purchase a property mm-hmm. and then immediately, hey, we also have PMG, which will handle the rental side of things. Yeah, what, what was awesome is that we. You know, we, we can get you, you know, any way we can service you. So if a new person comes in or you live in Statesboro, it's nice to be able to, hey, we can, you know, we have professional houses, we have college houses, or if you're ready to buy, we're, we're able to help you that way too. So it's really nice to be able to go back and forth between the two because people got to live somewhere. That's I right. Mean, you hear that all the time, but they do. I mean, somebody's got to either rent or you got to buy. You got two choices. So talk to me more about kind of like, you know, the real estate thing. Uh, right now, you've kind of like, you know, are absolutely dominated in the game. Um, what is the next step for kind of like Statesboro Real Estate, uh, PMG as a whole? Like, where, where do you think the market is moving towards? I, I think we've been so busy here that we're trying to just service. You know, this year, PMG finished at 100%. We were really nervous. And the, oh, cor- the nice. corona came, the coronavirus came. We're like, uh-oh. We, you know, March, it came. We go, you know, we were really worried that we were going to have problems renting all of our owners' units and, um, you know, great staff at PMG. And we, you know, everybody just started renting and, and we got it all done. So it was kind of a, a crazy year, but we ended up being 100% in early July, which we were kind of just like, wow, we, we couldn't believe that we got to the number mm-hmm. just because of the interruption Everything that we thought happened, was coming. Yeah. And uh, so, the you know, with real estate, um, inventory is so low right now. It's, it's just stupid low. And so... What do you mean by uh, inventory? Just nothing to choose from. So if a customer calls and says, hey, Paul, we're looking for a dollars to $200,000 house, there's nothing to choose nothing. from. I mean... You drive around neighborhoods right now. You don't see for sale signs, and and I think what do you, why do you think that's the case? I mean, you so know, I heard a stat the other day that was I try to listen to podcasts and try to I, I do try to keep myself educated in the field. That's important to me to keep learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was listening the other day, and it was uh, I think it was a Clark Howard podcast, and they said one out of five people move every single year um, for the last fifty years. That has been the trend. One mm-hmm. in five people will move. Now he said over the last year or two. It's one in 10. Mm. So that is going to mean less trans. And I'll, I'll break that down why I think that is. Sure. Um, less transaction. You know, well, first of all, back in the day, I think the husband used to make all the money. Mm. Uh, and so if the husband got a job transfer, then the family unit would move. That's well, right. now I think the field, and rightfully so, I think women definitely deserve their pay, if not more than, than men. They, they keep us straight and, and, and a lot of times could be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to the women out there. That's right. Um, but now they are starting to make, you know, more and more and kind of level out. So just because the husband or wife gets a job somewhere else, they're kind of stuck in concrete a little bit. That's kind of what I found. Uh, that's kind of the way we broke it down because, you know, you could just go when the husband got the big time job. Well, now the wife's like, well, I still have a good job, you know. So so they're kind of like they're stuck. So was this trend already existing before you know, this past, you know, ha- like it was before the Corona. We, we, we went into uh, our market with low inventory before the, before the Corona. And it's even less now. It's even less. And I think the interest rates are so low that mm. I think customers are like, well, I like my house. I've got low interest rates. So why, you know, why do I need to move? I have, you know, 3% interest rates. So um, I, I think that, you know, real estate agents as a whole, there's a lot of people getting in right now, which is was good. It's an exciting career. It's it's one of the best careers I could ever hope for myself. But it is it is going to be challenging with the amount of houses in inventory for sale, um, mm-hmm. because the realtor ultimately needs to sell something to make a commission. That's right. 
Uh, for you, like, so you're talking about residential right now. That's the main piece that you the work The residential, on. yeah, because, gotcha. I mean, the commercial projects, they do come. Statesboro is not a, you know, just a thriving commercial market, but we do have some projects in the work. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of exciting stuff that maybe we can talk about at a future sure. know, future podcast sure. that I think are coming to Statesboro. One, which everybody knows about the publics, and I think that's just a, I got my fingers crossed they're still all on board public let's do this thing make it happen <laughs> <laughs> i think it's you know great for the re- you know great for all the people that live in statesboro and just a, a top-notch grocery store would kind of put us over the top why why is real estate like the your go-to method yeah. of investment i mean that's a great question I, I mean to me there's no better investment i mean i, I give a lot of different examples but where can you put a little bit of money down? 20% usually is the norm. But if it's your very, it's, you know, a little little tip I'll throw out there. If it's your very first property and you say, I want to get into this investment world, well, buy a house that is a lower $100,000 house yourself and move out of it. You know, that way you don't have to put down 20%. You can get away with 5% or even in some cases the 100% no money down. That can become your first investment property. So that's, you know, to me, that that can kind of get you started. So walk me through that. So you purchase the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you are living there for a period of time. That's right. And then what? You can you... even have roommates. You know, a lot of people do this thing yes. where they have their roommates pay their pay your rent. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the first houses I bought, my father bought when I was in school. Mm-hmm. I had two roommates, which pretty much covered the mortgage. So my nice. you know my rent was a hundred dollars, and my dad was paying down the principal. Well. Um, you know, I ended up buying that house from him, and Lori and I lived in that house together as a as a married couple. Understood. And so um, then we moved out and would, you know, and keep keep that as a rental. We didn't sell it. Got so. you. So once you moved out uh, yeah. into the next stage, then you can you still have that property to still rent out. Is that's that right. the strategy? Yeah. So you right. do that multiple times. Multiple times, and you can own up to ten finance properties in your name mm. um, that are fixed. You know, mm-hmm. commercial rates, you can get more once you start establishing uh, good banking ties. That's a good tip for a lot of investors out there. Make sure you kind of get with bankers and start establishing trust and put your money in local banks so you can gain more leverage. That's right. That's right. So you mentioned 10 properties. So 10 properties you can have at fixed. What does that mean? Okay, so uh, fixed rate. So really the rates that are – lot. Of, I love 15 years. Um to me, you know, you're not going to cash flow. So there's different investor models. So you're not going to cash flow as good, but, you know, you fa- you buy at a young age and you fast forward 15 years, you may be 40, 45 years old with paid off properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fixed 15-year rates is, is my, if I could give you a perfect goal, that would be that 3%, 3.5%. And, and your numbers, you know, I bought a house, one of my first properties I bought was 100000 100, uh Interest rates like three point three. Mm-hmm. So on a fifteen year note, I think the payments are eight hundred dollars a month, and uh, I received sixteen hundred a month. Mm-hmm. So that one is great cash flow, and it's on a fifteen year note. Sure. So uh, you know, I think that you, the more you can get fixed and shorter terms, the better. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, you know, thirty years is going to let you cash flow like crazy, but you're just not paying down that principal. Understood. So let me ask you this, you know, uh, as an investor, you know, um, you, you, you put the money in and you're using the rent to pay down the mortgage for this 15 period of t- uh, 15 years of time. Okay. Um, th- how is that property supposed to is that supposed to produce the cash flow for you to kind of like live off of that? Or or is that so, just an investment for 15 years down the line? So for me personally, it's all about the future. So my mind always goes to the future. I, I don't need the right now money because I, you know, do well in my career and have a lot of different means of, of income. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but so you know you but you could do a, a longer term which get, does let you cash flow. It just depends on your situation. If you need the extra money, then maybe you do go for a 30 year and say, let me let this cash flow. Understood. So it just kind of depends on how you're doing Strategy. in your career. Mm -hmm. If you're kicking butt in your career, it doesn't matter what you are, whether you're you know, doctor or teacher and you've got the ends to make it meet, then maybe you go more aggressive and go, I don't need the money now, I want it later. Understood. Understood. And so that's just a different, it's a preference in, in strategy. I, I really believe in just paying it down as quick as you can um, and I, I think it's going to serve me well. Very nice. Uh, let's change kind of like directions. I think that, you know, we obviously, you know, touched on the investment side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me about kind of like the health of, you know, the local market in Statesboro. Okay. So you mentioned, you know, that the uh, inventory currently is at mm -hmm. an all-time, I guess, low. Have you ever seen it at this low before? Ne never. And I mean, this is uh, year 15 for me okay. you know, since the end of 05, and it's just as low as, that, low as all of us have seen it. When we put a property up right now, it's just a, it sells. It sells yeah. very quickly, so we're we're raising prices more Steadily. and more. I mean, I'm I'm saying, look, I think it'll sell for this, but let's go here. Let's. I mean, so we're we're constantly right now seeing some very good appreciation in our market. And there's no choice but to. I mean, so if if you have a house that's ready to sell and you're ready to go somewhere, it, it can be sold right now. Got you. Um, what other like market indicators do you look at? Uh, for kind of like, like the no, health of the market. number of properties on the market is it's a big thing that we see. And so normally, you know, on average, maybe four to 500 plus in our, in our Statesboro market. I mean, golly, I think we're down to low threes, mm. uh, upper twos. And mm -hmm. a lot of those are under contract. So, you know, who knows? I mean, we may only have, you know, between 200, 250 properties to choose from. But people are actually outside of the community moving to Statesboro. It blows my mind. We get calls all the time from people all over. Um, right now, we're seeing California buyers come because wow. California is on lockdown. We're seeing New York. We're, we have an appeal. We're, we're a college town. Um, quality of life is, is awesome, but the, the cost of living is low. That's what I was trying to get. I think we just were number six on some list that they came out with. So, you know, just on your average day-to-day, -day, even your property taxes are lower than, than other places in, in, in the state of Georgia. So so if you were to sell kind of like Statesboro to somebody that, that had never heard of it before, yeah. what are the reasons of moving to this community? I mean, just raising a family. I mean, my goodness. I mean, the quality of life is just an A+. It's mm -hmm. just, um, you know, great ball fields for your children to play at, great schools, um, a, a college, you know, a golly, going to the basketball games and football games and baseball games, there's always something to do. I mean, a lot of towns don't have a major um, college that, that puts on a really good product with, with good football, good basketball. I mean, that's some really good entertainment. And your children rally behind the team, create memories. And um, it's just um, – I always thought I'd go back to Atlanta. You know, really? I just thought that, you know, go back to Atlanta, I was going to wear a suit and tie, and I was going to sit in traffic just like my dad did. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just thankful that it, my life didn't play out like that. I mean, mm -hmm. that was um, – it's just been a blessing. You know, I met my wife my senior year of, of school, um, and we, you know, we dated for eight or nine years before getting married, and now we have three children. And it's mm -hmm. just been a, it's been an amazing ride to kind of grow up here in this community when I thought that I was going to go back and, and be an Atlanta boy. Now mm -hmm. my – now the country accent. I'm a I'm a Statesboro boy. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, so any uh, anything else you would like to kind of like tell the audience? For me, I've always enjoyed uh, just the field that I'm in because I meet new people every day. It's always something different. I enjoy helping people. My quality of life is just extremely high. My work commute is two minutes. You know, as opposed mm -hmm. to that Atlanta 45 minutes hour commute, I live right by my work. Um, you know, I just. I'm thankful for my family. Uh, I'm super thankful for 
my wife and my children that they're healthy. I, I feel very blessed. So I just try to stay in, in a blessed a blessed state and, and try to give back in any way I can. That's right. And I'm thankful for God. I mean, that's, you know, big, big shout, big shout out to him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, Paul, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the podcast. Uh, obviously you're super passionate uh, about kind of like the things that you do. Uh, what's the best way to get in contact with kind of like your businesses? If anybody's looking for real estate out there, what's the best way to get in contact with you? I would just say, um, you know, obviously cell phone and, and uh, email address, but um, Instagram and Facebook, we're on, you know, States for Real Estate is on Instagram, States for Real Estate is on Facebook, and those are our two primary, you know, modes. Awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah, Thank you man, so much. I'm super thankful that you had me on. And-